Hi, I'm Denny Hutula, and you're listening to PRN, Pause, Renew, Next, a podcast about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy! Welcome to PRN, Pause, Renew, Next, the podcast. I'm Jenny Detweiler. Well, friends, you are in for a treat this month because I am having two podcasts back-to-back with my friend Gina Carr. Oh, she's got such a sweet spirit, and it was incredibly encouraging for me to spend time with her and to hear her story, and I know that you are really going to enjoy this as well. Her story is pretty intense, and it takes place over five years. Couldn't fit it all into one podcast. It kind of has three parts, so we're going to be listening to the first part today, And join us again in a couple weeks to hear the second part of her story. Well, with that, let's jump into the conversation. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Um, My friend Gina is here, and I love her story, and I love her heart, and I can't wait for her to talk about it. But first, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. And thank you, Jenny, for having me. I'm very honored that you wanted to hear my story. (laughs) Um, I'm Gina Carr, and my husband Tyson and I, we've been married for 11 years. I'm originally from the Gulf Coast of Texas. I'm a Texas girl, but moved to North Carolina about 13 years ago and met Tyson shortly after in the Raleigh area. And um, we were married in 2008. We have two boys a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. We have Samuel and Luke, and we currently have a precious little foster baby, a little girl, and we've had her for over six months now. Okay, so we're going to dig a little deeper into all that stuff, but before we do, do you want to share a fun fact about yourself? Sure. Um, I had to chuckle when thinking about this because I recently figured out I'm a one on the Enneagram. Oh, you did? Yeah. So, um, and naturally a little introverted. So I'm not walking around with a ton of fun facts about myself. But Can I make a side note real quick? Yeah. I would not have guessed that, but now that you say that, I can see it because everyone I've had, friends, brings in lots of notes. <laughs> Awesome. Following the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I did think of one thing, one little fun fact, and I really uh, didn't realize it until I had to think about this. I've actually lived on three continents. So that's kind of fun. That is fun. So there's North America. (laughs) Yeah. And I say this loosely because the other two continents, it was brief, but I did live there. We lived in Africa. And then I've also lived in Central Asia. Okay, we're going to talk about the Africa one, but tell me about the Asia one. How'd you get there? um, It was in 2005. I did a stint with YWAM. Oh, neat. Yeah. And um, part of our time was spent over there. So it was just a few months, but. What country? Jordan. That's so cool. Okay, so Gina has a pretty incredible story to tell. And really, you're in like a sweet season in your life right now. But I know that the last few years have been really rocky, like emotional roller coasters, and you've learned a lot through those Mm -hmm. years. Um, And the Lord has really been weaving in your life 
a lot of interesting things, sorrow and joy. Do you want to share some of those things that have led you to where you are now? Sure, yeah. I'll go back to 2013. So I'd love to share just the last five years or so, five or six years, we've had quite a few seasons of difficulty, brokenness, sorrow, um, intensity. And um, I'd love to just share some with you and whoever's listening in hopes that our journey can be an encouragement to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. We went as a family uh, overseas to Africa in 2013. And leading up to that, uh, we had at the time, Samuel was two two and a half and Luke was an infant. Um, Well, let me back up. When Tyson and I met, we had both spent time overseas. Tyson spent three, three and a half years in South America and Paraguay. Oh, wow. Um, after graduating from college and before we met. And he loved it. And he just felt like that's, you know, what he was created for. He became bilingual. Um, so he did, he worked for a Christian missionary school and discipled and mentored young Latino um, men and just was totally in his element. And then I similarly felt a passion for mission work. And like I said, did that stint with YWAM and a couple of other shorter mission trips and really had that in my heart for a long time. So when we met, we had that common ground and connection. And he had been to Africa um, before we started dating on a short-term trip and really felt compelled um, to go back. And we had relationships and friendships with the folks that we joined there. So that's a little backstory. And we went briefly on like a vision trip after our first was our first boy was born. He was a toddler at the time. And we decided that we would go back full-time. So we did what you do. We spent a couple of years preparing, raising support. We sold our home. We had a second baby. We, um, you know, pared down all of our belongings to just a few things that we put in storage. So a lot of preparation and time and heart went into what we felt like we were called to do and go. So fast forward in 2013, we packed up eight suitcases for four people with a baby, with a baby, um, Luke was maybe 14 months at the time. And really looking back, a lot of his infanthood was preparation for this. And it was stressful. Yeah, I bet it was. It was. <laughs> we had the toddler and the baby and packed up and headed for Mozambique is where we were, Mozambique, Africa. We lived on a compound with a, a team of people Uh, there that were doing lots of community transformation work in the area. And it was out in a remote area. And Tyson was helping with the prison ministry. And he was planning to help with a secondary school that some of our friends were pioneering. And I was mainly taking care of our family and trying to get our feet on the ground. Anyway, we were blindsided with a lot of illness at first. We were hit with malaria several times and just the things you get moving overseas. Yeah. Just get your body getting used to things. 
So when you said we have malaria, like who all did that involve? Just you and your husband or your kids too? It involved the kids too. And we knew that we were going into a malaria zone and we knew that that was going to be part of it. Uh, So what we did is we took some prophylaxis, which is basically, there's not a vaccine for malaria. A lot of people think there's a vaccine, but there's not. And it's contracted through mosquito bites um, because it's not eradicated over there. And it's a very poor country and millions die every year from malaria that when it goes untreated. Right. And another question people have asked us is, can't you keep getting it once you've had it? And there's three strains of malaria, and the one in the zone where we are is called falciparum, and it's treatable. So once it's treated, it's gone. It's not the kind that stays in your body. Okay. But it's very lethal. It's the deadliest strain because untreated, you'll die um, within days or weeks. Wow. um, So that alone, just that fact alone, it really did... A number on me with anxiety, mm-hmm. just knowing like if we don't treat this, you know, we could die or one of our kids could die. And honestly, I had a lot of anxiety while we were there, just kind of dread, like, okay. And the other point is, even though we were taking the medicine, for some reason, we were still getting it. That's another side note about malaria mm-hmm. um, is that it mutates over time. And drug makers have to keep changing up the drugs to kind of stay ahead of it. So that's a little bit about malaria that we often don't think about over here because we don't have to deal with it anymore. It's yeah. eradicated. But Okay, so you went over there and pretty much immediately got sick. Yes. Yeah, so along with the bacterial things you get from traveling <laughs> overseas that yeah. will just lead to your imagination. Okay. I, it was mainly me, but I kept getting it and would stayed so sick over a course of eight weeks. I got it like four times Mm -hmm. and it was just so crazy because it almost didn't make sense why I kept getting it. And then in between that time, Tyson got it twice. Our four-year-old at the time, Samuel, he got it. And one night I clearly remember waking up and he had 105 degree temperature and here we are out in a remote area you don't go anywhere at night all we could do was treat him and pray over him and send out prayer requests and cool him down and he did recover and the treatment worked but it just sideswiped us and we couldn't get our head above water with just the culture acclimation and culture shock and getting used to how things worked, we were just pummeled with sickness. So to make a long story short, we decided to go to Zimbabwe, another country over, for a month and recover and just take a sabbatical and regroup. Well, we got over there and my husband got a mystery illness and he was basically in bed for six weeks. With two toddlers, I was still recovering. Um, Our babies were getting sick left and right with different things. Finally, it was after only four months when we thought we would be there for a year or more before coming home for a break, we found ourselves packing up our eight suitcases and getting on a plane and heading back. 
And, um, and that was not at all what you envisioned. No, no, not at all. Um, but what it did was it, for me, it exposed, I think here in America, we have so much to prop us up, mm-hmm. um, and prop up our spirituality and our faith and what we think that we might do in a tough situation. It was like the Lord just started peeling back layers, but in a really quick way. Yeah. Dramatic. And a dramatically <laughs> quick way. Here and my husband, you know, here we thought that we had this call. And especially um for him, just this call to go and to be faithful to what we said we were gonna do. And here we'd raised all the support and we wanted to be true to our supporters and to what we came for. And you start going, is this the enemy? Do we need to press through? What's going on? It starts all, you know, clouding up. I was reaching a breaking point just physically, emotionally, to where none of that really mattered. I just knew that I had to, I could not stay and survive. And so then it was just a real undoing of our theology of suffering too. And a real um, reworking of our marriage dynamics and calling versus covenant. And my husband, which he can, he could speak to this way better than I can. And I love his story of what the Lord has done in his life through this. But he would say, when here you have your calling and then you have your wife and the Lord has called you to lay down your life. For her is Christ loved the church and she's over here and could die. You know, it was like all these things were bumping into one another. Um, and we, so we just kind of came home a broken mess, mm-hmm. uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually to some extent. So that was early 2014. So we came back and we came back to this area. Um, Tyson's mom, who had lived alone for years, was here. And we quickly saw that she needed, really needed us and needed our help. So um, we, so we came back to a different town that we left from, which was difficult because we'd uprooted our home. Our church community was in one place and here we were basically homeless, just with our suitcases and our stuff and our kids and our family. So transition... It's always stressful. Like every transition, I always tell people in counseling, is stressful. So even kids, when they're going from center to center in kindergarten, if you're going to see behaviors, it's going to be while they're moving to the next thing. And even when it's good transitions, it can be hard. But what you just described is like crazy transitions, like all within, how long was that? Like a year? Less? Less than a year. Yeah, a lot. Really, we were transitioning before we left of like uprooting and going around saying goodbye to family and friends and speaking at churches and, you know, finishing up raising support, then moved over, then transitioned while we were over there to another country. And then back again. Um, we never went back. We were too sick to go back. So no, I mean, yeah. And oh, back then to we this came country. back to a different town and we experienced reverse culture shock and especially being <laughs> All of a sudden, landing in a town we weren't from and coming from such a not common situation 
um, it was difficult. It was really difficult um, to transition back. And then also just wrapping your brain around the fact that nothing went the way you thought it would or the way it was planned. Yeah. Yeah, what you described, there was like very little security in anything that we could personally put our hands on besides the Lord. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, but looking back, I mean, there's there's a lot that we've, you know, gained. So you mentioned your marriage, and I'm wondering, when you came back home again, both of you were probably grieving some things. And was there anything that you did together to help process that? Absolutely. And you're right. We were grieving some things and we were processing differently because we'd lived the story from our own perspectives. On one hand, there was part of me that was just relieved to be out of the pressure cooker and the stress of the sickness. Even though I wasn't sure where we were headed, I was just relieved to be in a safe, quote unquote, situation or place. Tyson was grieved over the loss of a vision, a call, um, not you know, not living up to what he expected um, for us to be about. So there were lots of emotions and feelings and swirling around. And at the exact right time, we had the opportunity to go away for two weeks. We had plenty of time on our hands. (laughs) So it worked out great um, to Franklin, North Carolina, to an amazing ministry called the Christian Training Center International or um, the short name is The Inn. It's a big old inn. It's The ministry's been around since the 60s, but they run a program three times a year for marriage and family called Train to Rain. And Tyson had worked there as an intern uh, in his single year, so he had a relationship with this ministry. And he called and um, said that we were back and It was right around the time that one of their programs was starting. And so we talked to them on the phone and agreed. And we went as a family. And it's two weeks. The first week is completely focused on marriage. The second week's focused on parenting. And while the parents are getting teaching and mentorship, the kids are getting cared for and nurtured. It's just, I can't say enough about it, but. It radically transformed our life, and it was the Lord's timing, and that was amazing. So here we were thinking it was all about missions and our calling and not fulfilling, and what the Lord really highlighted through the whole thing was that he wanted to rework our marriage and family, and it was miraculous. We went over there with one dynamic, and we and through the Lord let it crash and burn on purpose. And I think he does that sometimes because he has a better way yes, and a better path. And what he showed us through it was that nothing trumps our covenant, our marriage covenant, um, not our calling, not our geographic location. And we had kind of had those swaps like, 
you know, we're married and here's our family, but this over here is what, like, what we were putting our identity in. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe not walking in agreement as a couple together, but it's like the Lord just totally reworked the DNA of our marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And he gave us this, just, he took our marriage covenant and he put it in its rightful place. Yeah. To be a little bit more specific so people understand. What I think you're saying is that you both didn't have your eyes set on the same goal necessarily going into this thing and you needed more unity together. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes, I'm saying that I think we were going into it with two different ideas. Okay, gotcha. And maybe not walking in agreement on a lot of things. So then when pressure got put on those areas, they were exposed. Gotcha. And I think we had lumped our covenant with ministry. Right. And so when ministry's gone... Where does that, where does that leave us was kind of what the question mark was. Or when suffering comes, are we really, are we really as valuable with just our covenant and nothing else? Yeah. And I think the Lord had, and I'm saying that as us together, but I think the Lord taught Tyson something and he taught me something. And then together it, it came together. Yeah. And I may be being a little bit vague. I don't want to. I want to share it from my perspective and not share too much yeah. of his story, but he yeah. he would gladly share it with especially husbands and fathers. And now what's so um, amazing is that he's working as a missions coach and mentor. And at first, when this opportunity came, he thought, how could I, with our, you know, failed missions experience, be of any use? But now it's really so valuable because so many times he ends up with a young husband, a young husband and dad who wants to go on the mission field. And he he has so much perspective and wisdom that, you know, hindsight is 2020, but he's been able to walk with young couples and families through the decision-making process through, have you thought about this? Where do you stand on this? And it's been so fruitful. So really neat. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like this is the perfect place to kind of take a break because like we're at the climax, like you've you've gone to Mozambique, all the really bad things have happened. You've come back home and been broken and reunited as a couple. And the Lord has like been teaching you some really sweet things about what he has for you and about what that includes with your mother-in-law. And right there, we're going to say to be continued. And so friends, you'll get to hear the second half of this in the next podcast. So we'll talk about it then. Thanks again to Gina for being on this podcast. Friends, if you've enjoyed this part, this is just the beginning. There's so much more. So join us again for the next podcast episode to hear the rest. You know, Gina's story has a lot of themes in it, but one of them is being sustained through suffering and how the Lord was with her every step of her journey. Now, I've had trouble recording three podcasts for different reasons so far. The first one was with Christina Morgan. I think it was episode seven. The audio was all messed up. And interestingly, hers was about being content, even when we don't get what we want. And don't you know, she was content, and that kind of happened with that podcast, and I hate that. 
The second one was with Betsy Bolick, and it was episode number 24. The audio messed up on that one for a different technical reason. And hers was really about strength and humility in the midst of weakness. And I feel like that kind of came through when we had hardships with that podcast as well. Well, this podcast, it was definitely a software issue. Uh, It got updated and fixed after the recording of this podcast, but unfortunately, it made our recording very hard because it would cut off in the middle of us talking. We wouldn't realize it had cut off. We'd have to figure out where it cut off and restart our conversation, and literally that happened three or four times. She was a trooper, and I love her so much, and I'm so thankful that she put up with that so that we could record her story. Now, what I know is that the Lord is really going to use her story because I think um, just like he sustained her through suffering and just like she was sustained through the recording of this podcast, I think when we struggle with things like that, the Lord really wants to use it. And so I hope, friends, that you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, please share it with your friends. You can also subscribe because that way you can catch each podcast the day it's released. You can find PRN on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and you can find us on almost any podcasting app. Well, that's all for today's podcast episode. I'm your host, Jenny Detweiler, with PRN. Pause, renew, next. The podcast. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus.